Welcome back. Welcome back to another fresh episode of the Daddy O Show. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. This is Harding Eisenbaumann. I'm your host here on the Partner with Greatness podcast. This is a special series entitled The Daddy O Show. This is a weekly mentoring session, if you will, where you can come as a, a youth between the ages of 14 to 24. And really get some insight on fatherhood and, you know, maybe get some closure on some things that have happened in your past. You can come as a dad who wants to get better at the fatherhood journey or maybe pick things up where you left off if you don't think you've done a great job so far and really kind of kick things into a new level uh, of excellence, really. And learn from some of the daddios here, maybe get some wisdom, some encouragement, some best practices in the fatherhood department and be able to apply that in your own life as a father. So, you know, this is a youth development platform, partner with greatness. We want you to really, you know, deal, you know, accept the damages and and kind of deal with some damages that may have been dealt in your past and control what you can control moving forward so you can live that most powerful and blessed life possible. So let's jump right into it. First, I want to say shout out and thank you to everybody who's listened so far and enjoyed this podcast series this is an important conversation. I think it's an underserved conversation that should be happening all over the place because when you look at you know the issue of fatherlessness and the amount of people that it affects and the ways in which it affects them, it's mind-boggling. I mean, the statistics can be downright depressing, to be honest with you, because it's just such a, a crisis situation. You know, we, we don't we don't realize in our mainstream everyday lives just floating around and as consumers and as you know workers out there in the world in our american culture what a big deal this is and when you really stop and confront the facts from a statistical or scientific point of view uh, it can really grab you by the neck and get your attention so i've been delving into this i've really enjoyed the book fatherless generation by john sowers and today i want to talk about Uh, a topic from there that he covered in that book about a blessing and so you know this mini episode is just going to be yours truly i don't have a guest interview today we'll be picking that back up soon with one more with with more of the numbered episodes uh that you can see when you see those numbered episodes that means it's a it's a father interview it's a daddy-o interview with a local daddy-o who's out there doing his thing so today it's just me and i'm talking about a blessing so um, different cultures around the world have uh, di- uh, beliefs about the power of words, you know, in a, in a, in a biblical uh, point of view, you know, the scripture talks about how the power of life and death is in the tongue, you know, in your words. So you, you can really, you can do a lot of damage with words. And I think that's probably what we identify with most quickly is the stinging insult or the the idea, the feeling of disappointing someone. I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather I'd rather have somebody be mad at me than disappointed. Amen. Don't you hate that gut sinking feeling when you feel like you've disappointed somebody that you admire or you respect or you know has some kind of authority? I hate that. It's just uh, not pleasant. So we, you know, we're we're familiar with how words can be damaging. Words can bring a feller down and kind of knock you down a peg and and cause some. Uh, long-lasting feelings and some long-lasting performance issues really you know because sometimes words that that are spoken in a spirit of anger hatred or condemnation you know instilling a spirit of fear or guilt or less than worthy 
um, they can be like a little poison thorn in your side and really get in there and burrow deep into your psyche and, and, and play a much deeper and more long-lasting role than you give them credit for. I think there's a lot operating in the background uh, of our daily lives, of, of the direction we take with our careers, our relationships with our family and coworkers uh, that can be under the indirect influence of those negative words that, that almost operate like a curse. You know, you, you start to believe the lie that was suggested in the, those negative words that were meant to hurt and hold you back and push you down and push you in the opposite direction of re- realizing your destiny and, you know, rising into the power that should be yours by birthright. So the opposite of that, you know, using words as a negative hammer or a curse will be using words as a blessing. So um, uh, another book called The Blessing uh, was recommended to me this week at work and uh, shout out to Lynn for recommending that book to me sounded like it really coincided and and dovetailed in with what John Sowers was saying in the book fatherless generation about the power of a blessing so um, it seems like uh, one of the great powerful things that that a father figure or a community of stable solid mature you know, masculine figures can, can do, one, one of the best things they can do in the life of a younger person, especially a younger male, is to get confer a blessing, to pass along a blessing. And so I want to talk to you guys about that today. Uh, I want to give you a blessing today. If you're a younger person and you haven't experienced this before, I'm going to give you one. Um, ooh, I'm really feeling that. Uh, that something just moved in the in kind of in in my spiritual uh, mind when I when I said that. So I want you guys to stay tuned all the way through the mini episode and receive that blessing. If you're an older guy and you think, you know, have I been blessing others? Have I been a blessing to others? Have I passed along encouragement and, and gifts and uh, direction and wisdom and vision to younger guys who could look up to me and, and use my older stature to to build on and propel propel themselves forward in life um maybe you're familiar with this concept of passing along a blessing maybe you're not maybe you just want to sharpen up and get even better so um according to and i'm quoting loosely here i don't have my notes in my book in front of me but it seems like what john sowers agrees on is that passing along a blessing is like a rite of passage and, and it's meaningful words uh, spoken at a specific meaningful time, often combined with a, an appropriate meaningful touch. So maybe just like a hand on the shoulder, um, you know, something like that. And we got to be mindful, you know, especially with those who are coming from trauma situations, you know, maybe physical touch is, is a risky maneuver there, you know, and you just want to limit it to like a fist bump or something like that. You know, you always want to be on the cautious side as you're getting to know people. Um, but yeah, the, so th- those ingredients combined, uh, make for a memorable lightning strike in someone's development, you know, as, as they go from a boy to a, you know, a, a preteen to a teen to a, you know, an adolescent to a young man, a starter adult and on into adulthood, these blessings that come at significant times from significant people, made up of significant words, casting a vision of power and of purpose uh, and of hope 
uh, often combined with a meaningful touch, those can change the course of someone's life. So, um, you know, I, I think my parents did it best in the form of letters. Um, I, I think they they maybe didn't have faith in their verbal abilities, or maybe they just felt like they spent their verbal time with me, uh, you know, enforcing rules or reminding me of the expectations and stuff like that. And then, you know, you, you blink and like the teenage years go by and all, you know, like I'm all defiant and too cool to, you know, hang out with my parents and receive cool things from them for the most part. And I think a lot of teenagers go through that phase, but then maybe at age 18 and 19 and 20, I received several letters uh, from my mom and my dad that, uh, that played a, played a big role, you know, I just, um, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what they said, but they were, uh, they were letters that, that expressed, uh, not only sort of expectations and, um, ground rules for going ahead, you know, what they thought was the proper way of doing things, but also a faith and hope in me as a, as a person, as a young developing man, you know, as an adult. And, um, you know, those, those letters, I guess, were probably the best, that I could have expected because my parents were separating at that time about age 19 is when they formalized and finalized the divorce that we kind of, I knew was coming at some point. Um, cause it was not a, not a marriage that you would expect to, to continue at some point. You, you kind of expected it to end in divorce. So that happened. And, you know, I was living in Lexington, Kentucky, starting my college journey. And mom was still living back in the Louisville area in the home where I grew up. And dad was, moving down to Florida to, you know, start the next chapter of his life there and rebuilding uh, where he left off. And um, so everybody was was physically scattered by a distance, you know, a geographical distance. So I think the letters kind of took place of maybe more personal face-to-face conversations. Um, so for, for me, that was the time, was like 19 years old uh, as they were splitting. That, that's when they chose to really speak into my life with, with these written letters I think that was a great time to do that, and um, I have those letters. You know, I've I've saved them. They they mean a lot to me, and um, it just really kind of made me feel like I was launching forward, and I wasn't a boy or a teenager anymore. And now I was an adult, and I was sort of cut loose and set free from, you know, the the childhood roles and the childhood uh, attitudes and. You know, just the childhood relationship. And I think it's funny because you especially notice this during the holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know, even though you're a 30, 40, 50-year-old grown man, when you, you know, get around your mom again, all of a sudden you're the son. And you're not like just a man anymore. You're also that mom's son. So you kind of revert to those old roles and <clears throat> um, take on those personas, those those hardwired personas that came from years of, you know, developing and, forming together as a family but uh no but other than that i mean yes those letters launched me forward and made me feel like kind of you know i'll always be loved i'll never be alone but i'm I'm on my own now I'm, I'm on my own for a reason because i can handle it and it's the right thing to do it, it's appropriate for me to live inside the means and that was that was one thing that my mom wrote was um <clears throat> that uh she thought I was spending too much time blasting up and down the highway between Lexington and Louisville to see my old high school area buddies instead of kind of sticking to the territory that I had 
sent myself to in Lexington and staying there and, and, you know, saving my money and saving my time and my resources and really trying to get rerouted there. So she was, you know, encouraging me to just kind of cut some ties with the Louisville area and finish that transition instead of having one foot in, in one city and one foot in the other to just really go ahead and, and finish that transition and go ahead and launch officially and completely into my college and adulthood years which I think was probably a very tough thing for her to, <clears throat> excuse me, for her to write at that time because with the divorce going on, you know, I'm sure she was, you know, I'm not sure, but I imagine she may have been a little bit, you know, not wanting to increase the distance between us and maybe she wanted some uh, familiar faces around or maybe a little bit of quality time with some loved ones to comfort her in that time of potential loneliness. But uh, she showed great strength of character by writing me that letter because it was the appropriate thing. It really was time for me to, to, you know, step completely out of the old time and the old life that I used to live and, um, you know, embrace the new chapter I was in and really step into it and own it and, and not have any, you know, fallback, not have one, one eye toward the past and really just look to the future and look to the present. So, um, Really admired my mom to this day for writing that letter, which could have been a difficult letter for her to write. I'm not sure. But um, <clears throat> so, you know, moving from high school to college, that's a great transitional time. You know, can you take your teenager out to, you know, pizza and just have a have a conversation about what, you know, what the struggles have been so far, you know? Listen, I've noticed that you've been uh, really trying to grow in this area of, speaking respectfully to, you know, certain adults or, you know, setting appropriate boundaries with you and your friends that are less mature than you, you know, and, and resisting their potentially negative influence or, you know, maybe one of those growth areas where it's just like it's been a tough thing and, and it's time to address that thing moving forward and say, you know what, if you want to talk to me about your plan for dealing with this issue that you've struggled with in the past, now that you're moving forward into a new chapter of your life, I'm here for you and I, I'm open to discussing that. But at the end of the day, I want to let you know that you have my complete faith. And I think this is something that you'll be able to defeat or move past or integrate into your new self, you know, and not let it own you or take your power or make you less effective. Um, so that that's a great thing to do that I suggest for a, a a critical moment of transition, you know, like a rite of passage moment where you need to confer that blessing to the younger person, you know, just name that issue that they've struggled with and honor the effort that they've put into it and celebrate the progress that they've made in developing through that issue and express your faith in how they can succeed with that issue moving forward in the future. Another thing that you might want to do is, uh, is to just kind of, uh, you know, pledge, pledge your support. Pledge that, you know, while it's time to, uh, you know, distance themselves, it's time for them to distance themselves and move out a little bit further into the unknown, uh, which may be uh, like a solo adventure at times. Just reassure them that they're not ever alone. You know, they have their, their spirituality, they have their God, they have you in their corner, uh, just a phone call away if they ever need you. So maybe a time of uh, to restate and reassure, you know, the connection that you have and the um, the the support and the life that you are willing to pour into them. So that that's another good idea for a, for a blessing moment. And um, 
So those are just two quick suggestions. And now I want to give you, the young person listening right now, uh, who may be maybe facing some uncertain times, maybe facing a moment of transition, or just feeling maybe stuck or kind of at a standstill, treading water, or maybe you feel like you're close to hitting rock bottom and um, you don't know what the next step should be, right? You feel a little bit lost or a little bit stuck, a little bit broken. Um, here, here's my blessing. So listen up if you want to bow your head in prayer, if you're into that sort of thing, if you want to think of this as a spiritual thing, or maybe it's just more of an emotional thing for you. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you my blessing now. So, man, I just want to say to the spirit out there uh, whom, whom I call God, you know, and I accept that other people may have different beliefs, but to, to me, I'm speaking to God with this because I want to tap into my source of power and my source of authority and my source of purity and, and, and energy here to, to draw upon because I know I can't give this blessing alone. So, you know, God, um, I, I am specifically calling your attention to these worthy, important, vital young people out there listening to this podcast out there in their homes and their parents' homes, out in their young starter adult homes, uh, at their friends' houses, really making more of an impact and making more of a difference than they may imagine, even though they're young and they may feel like they don't have a voice or any authority to stand on or any position to make any difference. Uh, God, I want you to reassure the young people listening that they do have a specific purpose. They do have a difference to make. They do have a role to play in the, in the grand scheme of things. And God, I'm asking for your power and your voice right now to give me the words to just inform the young people listening how important that is that they receive this message. So it may be next week, it may be a month, it may be a year from now, but there is a reason you're here. There is a reason that you're walking through your days and breathing your breath and there's someone's life that you've touched already that you may not even realize, and there are many more lives yet to touch. And so when you think about your purpose and what you want to do moving forward, whether it's just your, your means of making money, your livelihood, um, or, or you know, helping others to, to um, support them, it, it's meant to be done in a community, and it's meant to be done... Uh, in, in, a, in a spirit of, of helping others, of, of togetherness. And, and it's just so important that we have leadership. So you may feel like you are the young person who's learning and you don't have a lot to offer and you don't know what you're talking about. But in the coming next couple of years, you're going to develop and grow and become a much greater source of power and authority than you could possibly imagine. And people are going to look to you as a positive leader in your community. People are going to look to you for encouragement, for support, and you're going to be one of the one of the solid pillars of your workplace, of your of your community, of your neighborhood, of your family. And it's because of the strength that you're going to develop that these things are going to survive and live on and even thrive and do better than they've ever done before. So, whatever your gift or your talent is. God, God, I'm asking you to reveal the gift, talent, specific ability that, that each young person listening has to fall back on, that they have 
uh, to appreciate and recognize as a special gift from you that they can choose to grab a hold of and develop and add value and pour energy into that gift because when you have a good thing, you want to get everything out of it. You want to develop it and use it for everything possible. You don't want to waste a gift. You don't want to waste an opportunity and be a bad steward and, and, and handle things poorly. Well, you know, if we, I believe that if we, just as you wrote in the scriptures, if we manage something that's small uh, in a great way, then we can have greater things and not be stuck with small things. So, Lord, pour out encouragement, pour out specific um, revelations of what specific talents, skills, abilities, gifts um, that each young person has and really get them to fall in love, help them fall in love with those specific gifts and not be stuck in the trap of comparison of thinking, well, if only I had the gift that my next door neighbor has or my friend at school has or my mom has, um, then I could be worth something. Then I could be better. Then I could really make a difference. No, that's a lie. And that's not coming from a good place. So, Lord, I ask you to help me condemn that lie and instead replace that with the encouraging truth and the encouraging specific revelation that there is a a particular gift, a particular purpose that each one of us is, is set apart with. We're not like anybody else and we shouldn't be. We're each our own person. And, th- and this is the time to grab a hold of that, that special, untouchable identity that, that doesn't have to prove anything and can walk in its own power forever. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope this has been special for you. I've really enjoyed it. Harding Eisen Bowman, partner with greatness.com. Thank you for listening to yet another fresh episode of the Daddy O Show. Holler at me if you guys have any questions. Um, if you want me to explain anything that I touched on in this episode or um, go a little bit deeper and get more of a one-on-one thing going with you and help you um, maybe coach you on uh, some other next steps to do some practical things to discover what your gifts are, what your talents are, what your purpose might be, um, I can help you with that. So hit me up on social media. Shoot me an email, however you want to connect. Um, talk to you guys soon. I'm out. I believe in you, young champions. See you next time.